When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. BetQL Network, Joe O and Joe G with you on a Friday. We'll get to today's MLB card and the big news that Joe and I are very coming out of WWE. Vince McMahon out. We will definitely spend time on that <laughs> as this morning goes along. Right now, though, we go out to the guest line. Joining us from a guest line for the BetQL Network, Nick Ashew with us here. Nick, last night the Warriors win the NBA title, and we were discussing um, kind of the next year's odds and the future, and if the Warriors are done. I mean, we were, we were going through Steph's accolades earlier. I mean, he's obviously one of the great players of all time, but he's still got it. I, Nick, when you look at the Warriors, do, do you think we could see this again next year or within the next couple of years? They absolutely deserve to be installed as the favorites for next year. I would not be surprised if they win back-to-back titles. I mean – People forgot over the last couple of years, and rightfully so, because they were devastated by injuries. You missed Clay Thompson for essentially two and a half seasons. I mean, even this year, he wasn't fully back to himself. It takes a lot of time to get back from that. The key for me with the Warriors, this is something I honestly, and I hate to pat myself on the back, but guys, I'm going to pat myself on the back just a little bit here. I said at the beginning of the season, we may see Warriors Dynasty 2.0 starting up again Mm -hmm. this year. And I'm not saying they're going to go to the finals, you know, four more times over the next five years. But what we are seeing is a team that's not only still strong with their core, with their big three. Say what you want about Draymond and how horrible he was at times in the finals. I get it. But he brings a lot of different intangibles to that team. Steph absolutely still has it. And his game with the way that he plays at 37, 38 years old, he may not be as you know aggressive going to the basket, but we know that he can still shoot from 35 feet out when he's probably 40 years old. And then you add some young talent. And this is really the key for the Warriors here is having that core – generally still together. You add Andrew Wiggins. They're going to have to deal with his contract, but it sounds like they might be willing to just pay everybody, and they can certainly afford it with the money they're making at Chase Center. So you add all of that together, and then you've got James Wiseman coming back next year. Jonathan Kaminga is a lottery pick that's in a role where he just has to be a rotation player right now. He's not expected to like be some guy that becomes an all-star for them anytime soon. Uh, even um, Moses Moody. Uh, they've got a lot of young guys on there, plus Jordan Poole. When you combine young talent that doesn't have a lot of pressure to develop too quickly with stars that are already there established. I mean, they have given themselves a long road to success moving forward. Now I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I think Denver is going to be better next year when they're actually at full strength. Um, who knows what the, it's crazy to say this, but who knows what the Lakers are going to do this off season. I mean, they could totally revamp their roster and look different and maybe Anthony Davis is healthy. Who knows? But the Warriors are in place to win multiple titles moving forward with what they have built. I love it. Nick with the Barry Horowitz this morning. Big day for wrestling. He's patting himself on the back with that Warriors call. And I agree with you. I have no issues reinstalling the Warriors as favorites for next season. And you threw out some teams there. But just just to go the theme looking ahead real quick, what I find most interesting at the top of the odds board is two through four. And I want to see if you agree with this. Do you think that the Celtics should be the second favorite like they are, and then tied as a third favorite, there's the Brooklyn Nets and L.A. Clippers. We're, 
we're still we're still pushing this Brooklyn Net Nets narrative. It's on. We are not. We are not. They are. Not They're not doing it. Yes. When I say we, let me clarify. Not you, because you are much smarter than that. Uh, no, the Brooklyn Nets should not be that high. But if you remember going into this season and through a good half of the season, the Lakers still had like the second best odds, and the Nets still had the best odds. And we're looking at them going. Well, they're baiting you into trying to bet on them, thinking they're going to turn things around. You watch them. You just need the eye test. I don't need trends. I don't need numbers. I can just watch those teams and say they have no chemistry. It will not work. And I still feel the same way about the Nets next year. The second best odds should be the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a couple of books that do have the Bucks as the second best odds to win the title next year. I would put them ahead of Boston. And I really like Boston. I love what they built. I've been a big fan of, you know, the, the turnaround and the resiliency. And I, I – Jason Tatum really let me down in these finals. I've been a I've been a big supporter of Tatum and his growth. It's made me kind of who he is, maybe more of a, a really good number two and not a put the team on his back and carry them type of guy. But let's not forget the Milwaukee Bucks and who they were with Chris Middleton. Now, they didn't have Chris Middleton against the Bucks, and that series still went seven games. And that's the difference to me. You're going to have Giannis still in his prime. I mean, Giannis is still really young. We keep forgetting that he's just kind of in that – entering stage of his prime honestly with by nba standards you add chris middleton drew holiday they still have that championship experience on top of that i like the warriors as the favorite and i think the bucks should be the ones that are installed as the second favorites nick if you look down the board a little bit who, who stands out to you what do you if we look at if we have someone that's not a favorite next year that becomes because well, that happened this year i mean no one saw boston come into this level and here they were in game six of the nba finals we threw out earlier Dallas at nineteen to one, Memphis nineteen to one. Those look pretty good. Um, how about teams in your mind that maybe take a leap next year that are not the top favorites right now? Yeah, I, I don't. Even though the Christian Wood move is, is nice for Dallas, that's not enough for Luca. They're going to need more than that in the Western Conference. I go back to the Denver Nuggets. I, I've I really liked what they built and thinking about what Jokic has done essentially for two years by himself. I mean, the playoffs last year, again this year. You actually get a Jamal Murray back healthy next season and Michael Porter Jr. hopefully back healthy next year. We know he's had injury problems. So, again, when you look at this, you go, okay, we look at the talent, but then there's also injury history of players. And it, it, it maybe skews you a little bit from being too overly zealous about the Nuggets. But they got something really good going on there, and they've got a really well-run organization. Now, they lost Tim Connolly, who was their general manager. He went to Minnesota. That's an underrated move in the NBA. Big for Minnesota, big loss for the Milwaukee Bucks, or for the Denver Nuggets. But with the success that they had in the Western Conference, with Jokic by himself, you get those other guys back, your number two and your number three, and they're healthy consistently next year. The Denver Nuggets are going to be a, for, a force to be reckoned with in the NBA moving forward. Nick, it felt like there were more upsets than there actually were because a big conversation piece was how the Boston Celtics turned it around and you could find them 100, 150 to 1 in the middle of the regular season. But when it's all said and done, we look back on those 15 playoff series, the favorite won 13 of them, and one is like, do you really want to count that? Because Utah was favored over Dallas because uh, the, the questions on the Luka injury. Going 13-1, and 13-2, favorites in the NBA playoffs. Does that give us any signal for the future, or is that your outlier where we're going to see more, more upsets in most seasons? You know, I, I feel like we're going to see more favorites. If you look back on generally in the NBA, the better teams tend to win these seven-game series, right? Now, it's not every single time, but the majority of the time you see the better team win, and it's normally the team that's favored on top of that. I, 
this was a weird playoffs. I mean, if we're being honest, it was even though you you bring up an important number and how many favorites won the series and all, the reality of it is there was a lot of unpredictability throughout these. Now, some of it was injuries. Again, it's the second straight year. I mean, you watch the run the Phoenix Suns had last year to get to the finals. Every team they went through had a major injury, whether it was the Lakers or it was the Nuggets or it was the Clippers. Those were all teams that were missing star players that made their run, let's be honest, a little bit easier. But you just you watch these playoffs again, and you think you know what's going on, and far too often it was still unpredictable until the final outcome came in the series where majority of the time, like you said, the favorites ended up winning. I, here's what I will say about the NBA moving forward. It's in a really good position. I understand the finals ratings maybe weren't as good as they were uh, in the past. And we, everybody loves to bring up the ratings and panic game by game. But then there was other playoff games that had really high ratings. The NBA is going through a transition. Now there's going to be a post LeBron era that we have to sort of accept at some point, LeBron James is not going to be a part of the NBA. We saw a lot of young players, a lot of young stars take their teams to levels that we didn't expect them to. And that's where the unpredictability came in, right? You see the Mavericks going to the conference finals. Didn't think they beat Phoenix. Phoenix was a mess in game seven. There were reports that there was a COVID outbreak with them, you know, during that series or before that. So I don't know, maybe that affected them. I have no idea. John Morant was in and out of the lineup and he was injured, but Memphis is a team that has a bright, bright future. They overachieved this year, if we're being honest with ourselves. So we're seeing that unpredictability still overall in the playoffs because there's just a lot of teams we're not as familiar with yet. But I see the NBA in a really good transitional period now with a lot of young players. So we have to pay attention to what we saw in the playoffs this season because of the fact that guys that are younger got more playoff experience than maybe we would have expected. That makes them even better and in a better position moving forward. Nick, you brought up the transition period. I think it's interesting because you go back to the you know when Michael was kind of ending, it was a transition period there. And before LeBron really took over the league, it was kind of that weird period where, you know, teams like the the Jason Kidd and Vince Carter Nets made the finals and the Pistons did what they did with the team-oriented group rather than stars. Do you think we're we're moving away from the super teams in the NBA? Because we just all laughed at the idea of the Nets being uh, near the top. Uh, the Clippers are another one near the top of the odds. I need to see it to believe it. And then you look at this these playoffs, it felt like teams that had one star, not three, not a bunch of free agents together, they came together and they played their best. Do you think we're in a transition phase of team building and we're going to see less of those super teams and more teams try to build a little bit differently? Super teams don't work. And to call the Warriors a super team is actually misleading. Now, they were when they had Kevin Durant. So you have those couple of years of an outlier. But the rest of this team, that's all drafted players. You could throw Andrew Wiggins in a trade, but it's not like Andrew Wiggins was looked at as a star. He was underachieving in Minnesota. This is a well-run organization in the Warriors that built the team the old, traditional way. Super teams just generally don't work. If you look... LeBron James and the Miami Heat, they should have won more than two titles. Yeah, they won two, so you'd say they got their titles. That worked. Okay, fine. You want to throw them in. Well, what else? Look at the Lakers right now. That's a mess. Uh, the Nets, they're not winning a title what they have. Absolutely no chemistry. You even want to throw the Sixers in now with their new James Harden-Joel Embiid combo. Is that a super team? It usually needs three stars. That didn't look good. You, you can throw out a bunch of different lineups on a court, and you can put all the talent you want out there. But if they don't have chemistry and they don't work well together, it doesn't matter. And they're not going to win. And you need stars in the NBA. You've got to have it, right? You know, you're not winning titles without stars. But the reality of it is, is you're playing with fire with that at the same time. Because if it works, you've got teams that are obviously successful. And you can sit there and count on them to be, you know, one of the odds-on favorites to win the title every single year. But if it doesn't work, 
you've got the Nets and you've got the Lakers and they're utter disasters and they're glaring issues with both of those teams is just the most recent examples. I hope we're moving away from the super team concept. Teams are always going to be going after star players in the NBA. That's just how it works. So the question is, do teams now look at actually building a team around them and thinking more about chemistry, or do they just still say, well, if we put three guys together, hopefully it'll work and cross our fingers. It's better than us trying to build a team the way the Warriors did it because we can't draft the way they do. Great stuff, Nick. Always appreciate you hopping on. Nick, ask you on the Roma guest line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of price of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com dot com slash BetQL. We'll dive into today's MLB card next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.